Jody Garner, Pine Tree Church of Christ, welcome to A Second Look. Thank you for welcoming me. Welcome yes. to you, Lane Brown, Chandler Street Church of Christ. Very good. Well, I uh, got to listen to your final sermon on people problems, or at least, I don't know, are you gonna, are you gonna continue talking about people problems after this week? I said I was wrapping up the series, but I don't think we're ever done talking about people problems. So for this series, yes, we're, I'm wrapping it up, moving in a new direction. It will okay. probably creep its way in to every, every sermon or every few sermons. But yes, for the series, wrapped it up in Galatians chapter 6, verse yeah. 1 through 10. So all you really need to do is read that, listen to the sermon, and then that's your second look. There you go. Well, uh, we, we can do that, or we can just do a porcupine dance. That's how you started out the sermon, and, <laughs> and I liked how, how uh, you, you said it right there, is we'll always have, have people problems. And there's ways yeah. that you've taught us how to deal with, with these different problems. But it's uh, explain a little bit more of this porcupine dance that you talked about in, uh, in, in your lesson in the beginning. All right. That, that originated with John Ortberg. Mm-hmm. You know, porcupines put their quills out and they, and they can poke you or each other. And his point was human beings are a lot like that. We get close. We desire to be close. We don't want to be alone. But then you get poked, you get hurt, whatever it may be, so we back off. And then yeah. come back in because we don't want to be alone, and we get hurt again, so we back off. And that's kind of this relational dance that we do, what he calls the porcupine dance. Dr. Alan Godwin, from the book People Problems, he took John Ortberg's porcupine dance idea, and he said that, you know, the only way porcupines can get close, mm-hmm. what they have to relax their quills. Uh, yeah. And the only way that people can really get close and experience like true, deep, genuine friendship relationships is to, instead of distancing ourselves every day to get hurt, to actually deal with the problem. And then we can move forward. So it's kind of like pressing through, doing the hard thing. Yeah. So Galatians 6.1, <laughs> I don't know how relaxed you are with your quills whenever you uh, are called to go and help a brother <laughs> yeah, with, with their sin, with, their, with something they're struggling with. Last week in Matthew 18, you talked about uh, dealing with someone that sinned against you. And here, I don't think it's necessarily sinned against you, but Paul is talking about, yeah. But and and I think it's it's um, it's important to say that you're talking to a brother or sister in Christ. This isn't just anyone out in the world that you're trying to fix everyone in the world's problem. This is this is someone that is in Christ that that believes. Uh, the message that that Jesus has told us and that Paul has has revealed to us through through uh, Christ. So you're trying to help them in their Christian walk uh, specifically. And so how do we how do we do that? What what is what does Paul tell us to do? Well, you know, he says to restore them gently. Restore. You know, I've mentioned the sermon. It's kind of the Greek word is rooted in this medical term to reset a bone. Uh, and so that, that can be painful, but he says to do it with a spirit of gentleness, which I think is part of the problem maybe in, in our church history from at least my own experience in life is that sometimes it doesn't happen very gently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there's the key right there. You do it in a spirit of love and humility, knowing that we're all sinners. But it also takes a little bit of uh, courage through Christ to be able to 
to talk to somebody and say, man, I'm worried about you or whatever it may be. Um, and, but it has to be in the context, I think of a relationship, not just a, the only time I ever talk to you is when I tell you what you're doing wrong. I don't think that is going to help restore anybody. And then yeah. Paul also says in verse one to watch yourselves or you too may be tempted. So there's also, and this is what kind of the main point of the sermon was, we're responsible to others. We're responsible to help restore them. We're responsible to carry each other's burdens, but we're also responsible for ourselves. And then, so there's some boundaries there. So we can try to help restore people, but we also have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and we're not going to get too entrenched in something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's verse one. That's a lot. Just this one verse. So we don't. Have yeah. Talk. Well, and I, I think, you, I think whenever you talk about, um, uh, sharing someone's burdens and that's whenever people are more a lot more willing to listen to you when they know you're going to walk in the trenches with them and you're going to be with them at that time and i like the story uh that that you told um uh, what what was it, uh guy robbie. over at dry bones yeah robbie um Rob yeah how, yeah how the the church family of of his wife they uh saw that she is she is going through really tough times and they did whatever they could. I thought that was a really sweet story where they purchased things at a garage sale for, for her to give back to her one day, whenever she yeah. when they knew that would be special to her. So, yeah, that's a, to me, that was a powerful example of carry each other's burdens and that's for the long haul. I mean, that mm -hmm. was a, a 10 year plan by these ladies right. at church was when they were grieving the loss of her mom and, mm -hmm her dad was selling some of the stuff at the garage sale. They bought it with the intention of giving it back to her someday. And they did. Yeah. Like 10 years, shower. at least 10 years later. So they knew yeah. they were going to be part of it. So very, very cool to know that you're going to be part of this person's life. And that's what brothers and sisters in Christ need to do is we need to uh, be willing to be in there for the long haul for when they're struggling or whenever they're, they're doing good, but we are going to share in life with them. And when we truly share in life, with our brothers and sisters in Christ, um, it makes these conflicts go a little bit easier knowing that I'm not just going to come to you and tell you everything you're doing wrong, but I'm going to be there whenever you're struggling, be there when you're happy, uh, both good times and bad times. I'm going to be there and I'm going to try to help you grow closer to God. Um, and what Paul does, he does the little flip around. So if you're going to be able to do that, you need to work on yourself too, right? That's right. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's many times in my own life where, man, I, there, there's no way I could have got through certain circumstances without others helping me, carrying mm -hmm. the burdens for me or with me. And at the same time, in verse five, Paul says, carry your own load. So there's, there's certain things that we're responsible for. Like, I, I can't expect you to do everything for our brother in Christ. So I think in verse two, he's talking about carry each other's burdens when it's a, like a boulder, like it's a tough life circumstance mm -hmm. and you can't do it on your own. Yeah. So that, and that's just the first five verses right there. Yeah. Verse six yeah. through 10. I think he's kind of talking about uh, financial giving compensation for spiritual teachers. So I, I kind of, I mentioned it, but I glossed over it because that's an awkward thing right. to talk about because I am a preacher. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I do think that's what he's talking about there. And then he kind of ties it all together in verse nine and 10. Don't grow weary in doing good. And as long as you have the chance, you know, do good for each other. And especially those who belong to the family of Christ or the family of believers. 
Yeah, and so one of the things is to disciple somebody, to really, to really be part of someone's life, that is time consuming. And that's probably one of the things that the church needs to work on most is how we can be part of someone's life. And the easiest thing to do is to uh, grow weary of that. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. that Paul's making sure we know is don't stop doing good for for folks and don't stop doing good, especially to those in the church, because the church is, needs uh, encouragers. The church needs us to work with each other because if we don't have that encouragement, what happens to us? Uh, I think we stop doing doing good and we get focused yeah. on ourselves. And uh, and this is a time in life where we can become very weary. Yeah, I'm, I feel that a lot. I mean, I was trying to be honest in the sermon that like there's been plenty right. of times over the last two months where I've just felt like things aren't going mm-hmm. well. This isn't working. And when that happens. I can get into a funk, and I think Satan can use that to just be self-absorbed. Right. Very good. Well, yeah, Galatians 6, 1 through 10, people problems. There's a lot to digest in that. But I, Galatians 6 has been, I don't know, it's been on my mind for like six months. And there's been times where I've been frustrated. And for whatever reason, my mind, like I just thought of Galatians 6, opened up my Bible, read it, and it was a good reminder for me, and it's a good challenge too. Yeah, to not not get focused on my own self and pity pity party and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, realizing that you're responsible for for yourself. You can't you can't make someone change if they don't want to. You can be there to help, but uh, focus focus on your own spiritual life with with Christ. Be there. Try to help out where you can, um, but realize it's it's God that's gonna that's gonna be the one that works in their life and keep on doing good. So I think, I think it's a great message. Thank you. To May 24th, 2020 Chandler street church of Christ lane Brown. That's right. Yeah. The outsiders, the outsiders. Yeah. Who are Always the outsiders? A cool title. Yeah. Who are the outsiders, Jody? Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. That's right. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Big. Yeah, the wrestling tag team. <laughs> <laughs> now, you did Ephesians 2, and you started with talking about uh, Brazilians and how they eat pizza compared to how we eat pizza, which was yeah, your was... segue into Ephesians 2. Yeah. Is that a typical segue into Ephesians 2? How people eat pizza? I think that's what Paul had in mind when he <laughs> Paul was thinking about when he wrote it. Uh, well, yeah, Ephesians 2 is a powerful passage there. Well, I like I like uh, thinking of people uh, that, that just argue on Facebook about, have you ever seen the Hawaiian pizza argument that pineapple doesn't belong on pizza? And I've heard people talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so... So I thought it was funny going down to, to Brazil. I mean, it's not even pine- – they, they left the idea of pineapple way behind. They'll just throw anything on top of that pizza, which is crazy. <laughs> and so I was thinking, what, is, what, do we, what do we think whenever we um, think about who the outsiders are? And 
Brazilians would think we were the outsiders because we eat pizza with our hands and we're kind of kind of gross. We think they are because they don't eat pizza how pizza was originally attended. And I thought um, that's a, at least a fun way to go into this argument of who is the gospel for. And yeah. that was really what we don't necessarily have the arguments of Jew and Gentile, but I do feel in our heart we have ideas of who should be accepting of the gospel, what that person should look like, what their background should be. And if it's different than us, then the gospel's not really for them. Maybe we don't say that, but that might be how we react whenever our idea of if we're willing to go and talk to those people about, about the message of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So one of the things I wrote down, well, I took notes as you were preaching along uh, through chapter two, especially, you know, Jews and Gentiles, the wall of hostility is what Paul calls it is that's a big theme in the new Testament, especially Mm -hmm. in Paul's letters. And he's dealing with that quite a bit. And, And then we, you know, obviously it's there and there's going to be some correlation to our own day and time, whatever culture or time we find ourselves in. So you started this by asking, who are the outsiders? And I think in our minds and our worldview, whoever we think of as outsiders mm-hmm. uh, will just depend on where we live and what time we live in. Right. Uh, but I wrote down the something I thought of going along with this is how we label people. Mm-hmm. And when we label people, whatever we would label them as, like their uh, hobbies, their lifestyle, their political, you know, wherever they stand politically, right. oh, there's so many different ways we label people. And when we do that, it creates kind of an us versus them mentality, right. which is exactly what Paul was dealing with. And when we have an us versus them mentality. We're a lot less likely to want to try to reach them. We just want to focus on our differences. Sure. And if you're doing that, uh, the message that that unites us is Jesus Christ. And that might have nothing to do with uh, the color of your hair or your uh, political background, but it's the message of Jesus Christ. And if we can't get past those other things that don't matter, then we're not going to reach these people. And Jesus wants us to be able to reach everyone in this world, right? And that's what, that's what, he's trying to say all through Ephesians is this wall has been broken down. Each of us has this ability to share in the great inheritance of, of, uh, of Jesus Christ. And then I liked how it moved right over into chapter three. And Paul says, and it's for this reason, I'm in chains. It wasn't that he was in chains to, to the Roman emperor. He was in chains to, spread this message to the Gentiles because frankly, a lot of the people in Jerusalem didn't, they, they still didn't get it and they didn't want to let the uh, Gentiles in, or if they did want them in, they wanted them to follow their rules, not the rules that God had in place for uh, followers of Jesus. Exactly. And so I thought this was a good tie in for the last few sermons. You know, you did Mother's Day, you did the Syrophoenician woman in Mark mm-hmm. 7, which Jesus is showing his disciples the gospels right. for everybody, not just for the lost sheep of Israel. Right. Last week, you did Luke 10, where he's sending them out. Yeah. Uh, were sent out, and initially they were sent to the Israelites, to fellow right. Jewish brothers and sisters, but the message was going to go for the whole world. 
Yeah. And now we're getting to Paul and he's taking this message that Jesus wants the whole world to hear. And mm-hmm. it's being blocked partially because they're so hung up on the law of Moses and the old ways that they did things that all they can focus on is what has divided them. Right. And, and Paul's saying the, the gospel is so much bigger than that. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, go out and share, share, share the bread with, with everyone. Right. Exactly what you said. The harvest is there. It's ready. Or we're, we're sent out by Christ. And don't let these walls stop you from who we share it to. So, yeah, that, those were our, our, our three lessons that, um, you know, I didn't really talk about it in a series, but they were all combined into yeah. um, a life. For me personally, it was the life and sharing Christ. So, yeah. I yeah. thought it all came together well. Are you still going with the series, or are you moving on to something uh, different? No, next week will be milestones. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I talked with you about that several months ago about um, about Spiritual graduation. Milestones? Yeah, yeah. So, so graduation okay. uh, with with our with our teens. We're doing our senior Sunday, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to move into a little bit of. It's going to kind of come back. It's going to be a little bit of the Holy Spirit and how He helps us in um in our evangelistic uh process so it'll be kind of interesting okay it'll still be a little bit tied in with that but we're going to see how the holy spirit's going to work with us through that so that's the the upcoming month or so so should be interesting yeah well it's good yeah it's a good sermon series um it's a good challenge good reminder and it's one of those deals that you don't just end the sermon series and then mission, your talk of your mission stops. So that will always continue mm-hmm. on. Right. So you're setting a good foundation there. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, good sermon. Appreciate you watching.